James, how are you doing? I am doing great. Thank you for having me. So I wanted to have you on. I mean, I always kind of like talking to you about this sort of, you know, you know, NBA, you know, just NBA stuff in general. But, you know, I've always kind of felt like you were always one of the more measured and less, you know, reactionary people generally covering the league on a national level. And you wrote today about just the way this whole game situation is playing out just kind of based on the way, you know, the stuff from Woj and then the stuff from Aaron Goodwin uh, speaking to the Miami Herald later and just kind of where it's at right now. I'm So I'm kind of curious, just as somebody who's not as close to it as I am and is just kind of looking at it from the outside, where do you kind of see it right now and where do you land on it? Because you, you said I'm measured, I kind of want to come out here like the hottest take ever, like screw Dame. Dame is a fraud for asking exactly. for a trade. Like all, yeah, just go full talk <laughs> radio on it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I mean, I kind of like, honestly, I get it. Like, if you really zoom out and look at the situation, like this is probably a, a fit that has passed its expiration point. Um, regardless, and they tried to extend this thing over the past couple of years. Dame was sort of stuck on a team that was in a pretty awkward place, like in between two eras. And in his mind, I think this was the year where they were going to take the leap. And does that mean that? there was absolutely no way that they could have figured it out where um, they draft Scoot Henderson and keep Dame and thread the needle as everybody was talking about. Like, no, not necessarily. They might've been able to do that. But I think in order to do that, like realistically, they would have had to come out swinging at the beginning of the free agency period, found some deal involving probably Simons and Nurkic and gotten this roster to a point where Lillard was excited about it. And so it made sense to me that he asked for a trade like that didn't shock me. The fact that he's singling out Miami and saying, I absolutely have to go there. I mean, I just don't know that he really has the leverage for that. I mean, he's signed long-term Goodwin can go off the record on the record, whatever he wants about how Dame only wants to play in one place. Okay. Like Dame will get fined for that probably. And We'll see if Miami actually ends up having the best offer. Like everything that was in Woj's story this morning about the Blazers position made perfect sense to me. It's not that they are furious with David and they want to punish him and send him to Siberia. It's just we're not going to automatically capitulate and send you to where you want if the place where you want is not giving us what we want. Like, to me, there's just a whole bunch of different leverage plays going on at the same time. The reality is you have a guy who's about to turn 33, who is still owed a ton of money, um, including over $60 million when he's like 36 years old, assuming he picks up his player option. Just naturally, that's going to limit the amount of teams that are going to be interested in making a trade for, for, for you. Like, it is basically limited to contenders in all likelihood to begin with. And then those contenders need to still have assets to trade. And the Blazers need to be actually interested in that stuff. So it is a sort of weird situation because if I were Portland, I wouldn't be super excited about Miami's offer, even if Miami made its absolute best offer, which I don't know if they are. But at the same time, like I don't know what the like the best alternatives are going to be. Like all the I've listened to probably all the same podcasts you've listened to. I've read all the same stuff. And there aren't there isn't like an obvious solution here to this. 
Yeah, that, I mean, th- this is, that's kind of where I'm at with it, too. I think, I mean, this is the first time we've recorded, I've recorded a podcast since the day that it happened, which was Saturday. I totally get it from Dame's end. I get deciding it was time. I mean, they, like we've said, they, and I, the way I've been putting it since draft night was he's Brett Favre and they drafted Aaron Rodgers. And I totally understand why Joe Cronin didn't move the pick because once the pick moved up to three, it's too valuable to trade except for like trading for like one or two guys that weren't going to be available. And I also understand why Dane felt however he felt about it. And he had every right to feel that way about it. The part of it that is still kind of, I'm trying to square is the Miami or bust thing. Because if Dame's whole thing is, you know, I want, I just want a chance to compete. I just want a chance to win. I want a chance to contend. I don't think Miami is the only team that it could trade for him that where he would have that. So I'm just, I'm just kind of curious about the, you know, the, the, the approach that they're taking here and just kind of I, I wonder I wonder how that's going to end up playing out and you're already kind of starting to see it get walked back a little bit like over the past couple of days there's been all of these reports and you know a lot of them you know very obviously were coming from Aaron Goodwin his agent off the record and now he went on the record and just all this stuff about like you know anybody who's not Miami should not trade for him because he won't be happy and he won't report to training camp and and basically like threatening to have Dane pull a Ben Simmons or pull a James Harden if he's not traded to the one team that he wants to go to which you know as somebody who knows Dane pretty well I that just doesn't feel like it's something that's in his nature to do but you know maybe I guess everybody's capable of whatever so maybe he is I don't know I personally would doubt it but whatever but and then and then earlier today you you saw he told Mark Spears uh, from ESPN Aaron Goodwin did that he's hopeful that that he had a good conversation with Joe Cronin and he's hopeful that the Blazers and the Heat this week when they get to Las Vegas and go to Summer League will you know get that get in a room and get something worked out so it seems like they're already kind of starting to walk back a lot of the rhetoric and call off some of the dogs if you will yeah maybe it'll be like that famous um mellow Knicks meeting with um Masai Ujiri like many many years ago where they just like were like yelling and screaming about whether Timothy Mozgov would be a <laughs> deal or whatever um maybe it'll be something like that except it'll be like Caleb Martin that will be the the name that holds it up. I, I I don't know um I I do think I, I completely agree with you that I don't think Lillard is going to make a big stink if he's traded somewhere other than Miami and like threaten not to show up and all of that like that is not in his personality is sort of the same thing um, I was talking about this time last year with Kevin Durant. Um, right. It's, I mean, the Durant thing is, is an interesting kind of point of comparison because the Nets ended up having to walk that back and Durant took back his trade request and then they revisited it months later because Kyrie dropped a bomb on the on the entire franchise. But when they revisited it all that time later, Durant issued his his second trade request privately. And he yeah. also only wanted to go to one team. But that came with a caveat, like trade me for to this one team, like don't leak it. And if you don't get the trade done, then I'll finish out the season with you guys and we can like figure out where we stand at the end of the year. But I don't want like to create a circus. I, we don't need a bidding war. Just see if the Suns want to do this. And if they can, please, like that's what I would like. And the Nets like 
made kind of an amazing trade in retrospect, considering um, there was only one bidder. But I mean, it was the right bidder. It was a it was a kind of desperate new owner that wanted to make a big splash, and they got and they got it done. I think I I do wonder what would be happening if this entire thing with Lillard went down privately and we had no knowledge that he had asked out and no knowledge that he wanted Miami and this thing was just you know something that where publicly they, they we just still thought they were on the same page like they were at the end of the regular season when Lillard and Cronin seemed simpatico um that that was another option it did not go that way and now they're in kind of a weird place i i'm trying to imagine um, Lillard getting traded to like XY team and just not showing up. And it just doesn't, it just, I can't, like, I, I cannot get there. Yeah. I don't know how that would go. I mean, but Durant was, kind of, they were kind of the same idea around Durant last year where, you know, like different teams, whether it was like Toronto or uh, Boston or New Orleans yeah. or some of these teams that were thinking about getting in the mix. And I just, I think, I mean, you, you, you're you based in New York. You've covered Durant a lot for the years that he was in Brooklyn. I obviously know Dane very well because I've covered him here for a long time. They're both kind of wired the same way. They both just like to play basketball. Mm -hmm. I don't think they would, either one of them, was really going to be wired to, you know, turn it into like a whole Ben Simmons thing. I will say I do think Dame has more grounds to ask for a trade based on the situation than Durant did because Durant's whole time in Brooklyn ever since he and Kyrie went there they bent over backward to cater every single thing to him they you know they they hired Steve Nash as coach because that was who Durant wanted you know they you know they, they put up with like all the Kyrie nonsense and off-court stuff and whatever because he was KD's guy and then he still wanted to be traded because they wouldn't give Kyrie an extension after Kyrie had like torpedoed their whole season the year before because they wouldn't get vaccinated like there's just all, like, with Durant, you, like, you saw the trade request, and it's just like, what, what are you doing? Like, they're, they've literally catered everything to you. And then <laughs> with Dame, like, like we talked about, I understand why he wants to go somewhere else besides Portland, because, you know, Joe Cronin has, says, since the trade deadline, said one thing about wanting to go all in and be aggressive and take swings and build a contender, and has done another as far as not making big trades and drafting a point guard with the third overall pick i understand why dame wants to go there so they're not exactly different situations but i do think his attitude about it ultimately will be more similar to what durant's is than like james harden like he's not gonna like not come to camp or show up out of shape or you know nah. be, you know make it into a whole thing i just don't see dame doing that again nah. maybe he is maybe he is capable of that maybe guys are surprising maybe he's like we've all had him completely pegged wrong for 12 years or whatever but i just i don't see that i don't think you have him pegged wrong I, I think he is just he is kind of particular i think if you go back and look at his comments over the years about i mean usually it's in context of staying in portland right but mm -hmm. in talking about the grass not always being greener on the other side and looking at other guys like he's brought up westbrook on a few occasions and just sort of what you give up if you are traded somewhere and suddenly you're not necessarily like that franchise guy that that is that has that relationship with the organization that has that relationship with the fan base um that is in the same position that that he's enjoyed for his entire like career 
in Portland, like stuff can get weird. Um, you can go into a situation and be super optimistic and then it can change. And all of a sudden you're just like, what, what have I done? What, what have I given up? So I think the Miami thing is kind of a proxy for just, I want to have some degree of control over where I end up. I want to go somewhere where I'm confident that the front office will, you know, a like surround me with the type of players that I can go and compete for a championship right away, which, okay, the heat clearly checked that box. When you look at who their like two best players are now. Um, and then be kind of fit him into a sort of organizational culture that he can believe in. And like, obviously like that, we all know how everybody talks about Miami to death in terms of um, their front office's track record and, you know, Spo has Hashtag been there forever. Sure. Um, so that, that makes sense to me, but I, I don't think it, in reality, he would only accept Miami. That's just kind of a leverage game that he is playing, that in particular his agency is, is playing right, right now. And that's not like super abnormal for these types of situations, really. Um it's just, I mean, it reminds me, what was that story? Um, I, I feel like I've heard Woj tell this on a whole bunch of podcasts where, like, Chauncey Billups was um, waived. I think it was Amnesty or something, and, and he was, he, like, did Oh, 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 with... it was with the Clippers. Yeah, yeah, it was when, he, it was when yeah. he ended up getting picked up by the Clippers. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And he did an interview with, with Woj at the time, like, yelling and screaming about how he, like... He wants to choose his next destination. He like don't wave me. Like you wouldn't like what you get if you, no don't don't claim me. Like you won't like what you get if you claim me. Right. Blah blah blah. And it's like it's Chauncey Billups. Like it's it's like at that time like he was considered the ultimate um, sort of locker room leader and floor general and um, that that guy in the NBA. And I don't like clearly teams did not buy it. And I just I don't think teams are buying this either. I think it's very similar. Um, it's funny that he's now Dame's coach or probably won't be soon, <laughs> Well, but, yeah. but like, I think they're kind of trying to do the same thing. Like it's a pretty transparent effort to depress the trade market from every team who is not the Miami heat, knowing that the Blazers want to just take the best package available. And I, I mean, I don't know, like we'll, we'll see how it works. He, he mentioned Brooklyn, like not that long ago when like talking about a hypothetical world in which the Blazers wanted to trade him. Um, I'm sure he would still welcome Brooklyn, but I'm not sure that Brooklyn is super motivated to go and, and put a lot on the table to go and get him. So the reason why the Nets aren't being mentioned might just be be because the Goodwins and Lillard know that, right? And who knows who else, like if he had a list of like 10 teams, how he would rank them. I think it's just clear that Miami's kind of at the, that top tier all, all on its own. Yeah, and from the Blazers' end, I don't think there's any, you know, motivation for them to... I mean, I don't think they're, you know, going to bend over backwards to get him to Miami, but I also don't think, you know, based on who I've, you know, what I've heard and who I've talked to, I don't think there's any thought of, we will not send you to Miami no matter what. No. Like, remember when Kawhi Leonard wanted to be traded from San Antonio, and he... It was a little bit of a different situation because he only had one year left on his deal, and he told you know his his agent and Uncle Dennis or whatever told people that uh, he would only extend with the Lakers and any other team trading for him was a rental, and because of that, the Spurs were just like, we are not doing business with the Lakers. We are not trading you to the Lakers, no matter what they offer. We are not trading him to the Lakers because they didn't like that. Just kind of as a principle thing, I don't think that that is going on with the Blazers. I think if Miami came with a real offer then they would be open to trading him to Miami. But 
as of now that has not happened i mean what i've what i've heard recently is that portland is kind of viewing the baseline for the type of deal for you know a star guard under a long-term contract as the types of deals that you know, the Jazz got for Donovan Mitchell last. I mean, the, the Gobert one's an outlier because that was, like, an insane overpay by Minnesota. But, like, the Donovan Mitchell deal where they got a few firsts and they got, like, a couple of good players that they could, you know, feel good about having going forward. And then also the DeJounte Murray one with uh, Atlanta where they got some, you know, so Spurs got some good picks back. Like, that's the type of thing Portland is looking for. If Miami can get a third team or a fourth team involved to maybe turn Tyler Hero's contract or Duncan Robinson's contract into some stuff and send Portland back some stuff that's more, you know, appealing to them than maybe what Miami has on offer right now, then sure, yeah, they'll trade him to Miami. But, you know, I, I, I we'll, we'll see if that ends up happening or how many teams get involved or what the market for Tyler Hero is for a third team. That's kind of where the Blazers are at right now is my understanding.